Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. It's been a while. My name is Rob Crane, and I am here with the one, and the only, the greatest of all time, Colante. Uh, greatest of all time. The Hello. greatest podcast host I have ever hosted a podcast with. And you've had guest podcast hosts, so I've that's had... that's a that's a good compliment. Yeah, that, and we've done if we've done 165 of these, you've been there for like what 163. Yeah, I'd say. Something yeah, like that. Right. We so were just talking about it. We're coming on three years, buddy. Three years in August. Three years is crazy. I was saying that, uh, you know, never in my wildest dreams, I like, I didn't even put a time frame on. Did you put a time frame on it when we did it three years ago? No, I gave it. I gave it six days. <laughs> <laughs> we made this it longer. Is la- this is gonna last uh, one week, maybe. Well, we'll we didn't stop. But we people forget this. We didn't. The original plan was not for me to be on the podcast. No, the original plan was for you to write a blog. Yeah, that's worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we still have the domain to front of. Uh, we also had a guest blogger, Alfonso. Remember, he came in and wrote Oh, that's blog? right. Alfonso's great. Yeah. No, we uh, the original plan was for you to do the podcasting was just guests. Yep. I was going to write, mm-hmm. and we were going to figure it out from there with no other real plan. And I came on with you... To do like a recap of something. No, you did an interview. We did an interview. I have an. There's an interview in the vault. Oh no, no, yes, interviewing you yes. at the old FSM offices. Correct, but no, I'm saying when you and I then decided to partner up, it. it I came on the first podcast with you and I, and we kind of just did like this recap of, and then week one recap, and then we were like, oh, you know what? Like, let's just do this instead. Just, this seems easier. Let's just <laughs> do me. this. And then I wrote some stuff, right? I did write some stuff. Uh, you did, and it was very good. It got some traction, yeah, it got some traction. You did, like, a personal test that said, I need to write more. Yeah, no, and I, I, I probably should throw in a, a guest blog every once in a while to our own. I think we could do it on LinkedIn. No, yeah, it's, that's where I posted my original articles back in the day. So, yeah, maybe I'll make a note. I'll write something. Something's going to come to my mind. I'll write something down. I'm going to do that. <laughs> this is going to be the worst team I, of all time. I need something else to do. I need something else to do. Why not? Throw it on the list. Yeah. Since we've last talked, I've turned 40. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you, Paul McCartney said it to me as well, so I appreciate that. That was fantastic, yeah. Um, I've, got, I've gotten more, I got more people reaching out to me about, hey, I saw you all over my LinkedIn feed dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that thing blew up for like our posts. That was that was good. That was a good one. I got a lot of razzing from my my coworkers saying as they they were sending me pictures that they opened their computer and logged on LinkedIn. Like that was the first thing that popped up <laughs> was me dancing. <laughs> and by the way, that's sweet. So the person who took that video was my president, uh, Mark Lev. Of who oh, that was, was Lev. He recorded that. Um, I was the youngest person in that suite by twenty five years. I um, imagine. And. There's another like I don't uh, that there's another video of this other woman who came up and started dancing with me because like when Hey Jude came on I just kind of like let loose too, and this, <laughs> her husband thanked me for like making her night because I was like dancing with her and like having a blast like yeah, it was good and something else happened since last we spoke you went to the NBA finals, that was a wild thing, that was unbelievable it was, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, then the finals so like. It's Memorial Day weekend. We just beat the Heat game seven. And I get an email on like Sunday or Monday. It says, 
Uh, we're taking everybody to game one in San Francisco. Let me know if you're in tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, wait. I'm like mowing the lawn. I'm in. What? What? What are we doing here? And it was like, yeah, you can stay or you go however many days or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I, uh, they flew the enti- on a private, they chartered a, like a Delta or a, a American, you know, plane that we've all flown on, right? And uh, they chartered it out. We stayed in a fantastic hotel. And uh, we could have, st- I think the game was like Wednesday and Saturday. So we flew out Tuesday. So you could have stayed all the way till no, it was like Sunday, I don't know, somewhere around that. Just give ish range. You could have stayed the entire time and they would have taken care of it. Um, sadly I could not. My grandfather passed away and had to come back. I was on a plane for like two weeks straight. And um and but yeah, like I went to game one, I played golf while I was there. Uh it was fantastic. Never been to San Francisco before. And uh, Great City. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was it, I mean it was so you would just have like besides that. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about Battle Creek. I would that is so weird. I literally was about to say the words. You've come a long way from Battle Creek, my friend. <laughs> so I've been thinking a lot That's... about Battle Creek, Michigan. Why have I been thinking a lot about Battle Creek? As I'm on a chartered flight to go to the NBA Finals, and there's like a little thing that has my name on it, and I'm like. Holy shit! Like, I, I, I have definitely have tried, and especially because I'm so new, so it's not like, oh my god, I'm so stressed about these partners that I have or this. Like, I don't know my, I don't know nothing, right? So like, I'm just going and like soaking it all in, and it was, it was kind, it was awesome. Like, it was just like stop and smell the roses, and uh, then we came back for game three and four. And, like, ABC set up, like, a giant, like, finals trophy. And I was like, I went out to go get a coffee. And I was like, well, I got to get a picture next <laughs> to that, right? And, uh, yeah, so I'm just like, I was I was just like, I had a very, I had very much, you know, kind of pinch me moments. And I'm thankful for that. Um, but it was, I, I tried to soak it in. How about that? I, try, I, I tried to soak it in. Did you? I did. I did. did I think I did. I think I did. I really do. I think I did. Um, it's very much, it's kind of weird though. Soaking it in has nothing to do with like, but the timing does. When I got, when I started in Pawtucket, remember I got fired in Scranton, started my own consulting thing. And I started there in like August of, I don't know, 15. And so like they're ending a grueling season and I'm just kind of like getting there. Right. So I like started in the playoffs. All of my colleagues, they're just like ending. It's like, I've been going forever. And I'm like, hey, I'm new. What's going on? You know, right? So it's uh, it's kind of this weird dynamic of you starting something when everyone else is just kind of like limping to the finish line, if you will. Does it make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, your, your work-life balance changed dramatically when you went to Topgolf, right? Like you were, you were, oh, you were done games. You were working from home. You There's were nobody. Topgolf has had the greatest. No one can beat it. Nothing it, like work-life balance in the history of work-life balance. It's just the. It's just like. Yeah. I think I don't even. Only we haven't even spoke since I went to top. I went to, to a top golf in Charlotte, right? Like, yeah. have we yeah, talked since then? Oh, I did. I was great. So, like, legitimately, it was me. One other guy. We were 20, 24 of Rachel's family because we're at Rachel's cousin's wedding. It was me. One other golfer, 
and like just the rest of her family who've never do not golf, and they all had an absolute blast. This was the best part of the whole trip was top was yeah. top golf. Yeah, the, top golf's a great little spot. It's a great spot. It's not the Boston Celtics though, but uh, I think. Well, I think yeah, no, it's a it's a bowling alley. That's a driving range. It's the best it's way to describe alley, it. That's a driving range with a giant restaurant and bar, right? Yeah, and it uh, it is very. It's like fun Jillian's. It's like going to Jillian's, but with golf. Right. That's exactly right. By the way, I sold something that was in Jillian's. Uh, during the U.S. Open week. So, like, I did a deal with Corona before I left, and yep. one of their activations was a Top Golf Swing Suite. In, oh, makes sense. Uh, they had it in either Kings or Jillian's, whatever's down down that way. One or the other. One same, or the other. I, same I thing. Remember. I don't know the really difference between the two of them. They're bowling, and they have food, and they have beer. That's that's kind of that's similar. I got a, I went to the beach on Saturday. I got sunburn. You know how you get itchy after a sunburn? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're yeah, peeling. I am, like, just, like, scratching my back right now. Um, let me ask you something about your your NBA Finals and your you're now at the time at the Celtics when you joined. Did you have what I like to call what a lot of people have when they start with us and our new associates just started? So it's a good segue. Uh, imposter syndrome. Like you shouldn't, you feel like you shouldn't be there. In a little bit, like how am I here? Do I belong here? Like how the hell did this happen? Like I'm sitting in an NBA final. Like where, where am I? Like where did I at points? I had the question of like, how, how, how did this happen? Right? Like you're in the finals. I kept getting this, like I kept telling people and I truly believe it's like, I feel like the luckiest guy in sports because just the way everything felt imposter syndrome. Less about like you being worthy of your role but more like, to your point, like, you think back in your career, you're like, I was schlepping tarps with feral cats in Battle Creek and didn't barely right. have, like, There's an office. Raccoons. And you're now sitting on a chartered plane flying to the NBA Finals in San Francisco. Like, Yeah, I, I did think about that a lot. I'm not going to, I did. I think I thought about that a lot. It's just kind of like, how, just, I, I felt more, like, thankful and appreciative, I guess, of it. Um, and... I feel like you when you start this, at least when I have started this one, it's almost like you feel like you got to prove yourself like I can do this. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, it's the same shit you've been doing forever. So it's not, you know, but you still have that questions like, you know, you still kind of question yourself. At least I have. Uh, I'm like, yeah, like this is the same thing. It's just a little different. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Yes. No, I, I, I tell a lot of our, so like I said, our associates, the F, the famous FSM associate program started a week ago. And I, my number one advice to all, all the time to these young folks starting here is you sometimes come into this big, like you're working for the Boston Red Sox, you've got Paul McCartney concerts, you've got Zach Brown concerts, all this glitz and glamour, this whole FSG portfolio. Which one, Zach Brown? Zach Brown, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll see you there. Um, and... It's hard to get caught up in that and feel like I don't belong, but I'm like, you were hired. We chose you. You're here because you are qualified. You do belong. Yeah. Get over that quickly and just make yourself assimilated because we, we didn't hire you to be on the sidelines feeling like you didn't fit in. We wired you because we want you to be added value. Take it all in. Like You'll never forget that NBA Finals experience because look, no. the, the, the reality is this is probably not so much true for because the team you work for, you may never go back. Like there's no, people who go their whole the career. Knicks. <laughs> yep. There's people who go their whole career and never sniff a finals, right? Like yeah. winning it would have been unbelievable for you. But like the fact that you went to an NBA finals is your 
first couple months there is crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so I, I feel after two, it'll almost be three months uh, here in a little bit, I feel more comfortable like in the office, if you will, of like, oh, I can go and talk about these type of things and how do I ask about this kind of stuff? And it's just like, oh, yeah, that Rob guy, and you've been on a handful of calls too. And I was like, oh, yeah, that he can do this, right? At least I feel that way. And um, so that part of it's good. And I think now it's just like, getting in the groove and going and doing these things and like, you know, raising your hand and being able to, um, you know, speak and not feel kind of, you know, awkward saying like, Oh, I'm not sure if I should be talking about this is good. The other part about the NBA that I like, I've always, if you go back to episode, I don't know, one, right. For matters, uh, for matter speak is I've always loved the NBA. Right. One of the things that I like too, is that there's some very minor league side of this, um, and like some of the things that you can do, like between, uh, timeouts, like I'm, I just pitched somebody an adult tricycle race, right? I mean. Like <laughs> on the court, like where you're like riding around giant tricycles, yep. like tell me that's not right up my alley. That's, that's Rob Crane one-on-one. Right. Uh, you know, doing the, I pitched a celebrity cam, right? Because all the celebrities that go to NBA games and, uh, our Celtic games and that kind of stuff is like. That is, that's me, right? So it feels, there's parts of this that just feel comfortable, right? And it's like, yeah, that's me. We can go do this. I can go be me, have fun. And it just is like, great. And then add in that there's no 12-game homestand and blowing fireworks debris on Saturday <laughs> nights, right? Like, in the rain, right? Like, you don't have to do that anymore. Um, and basketball's got it right where they don't have, you know, basketball in the summertime. <laughs> and... uh you know, so, so you can go golf more. So I can go play golf more. So I can go play golf. More. What's been your so, um, your hardest transition? Um, hardest transition. I, no matter what, it's always like getting to know like the office dynamics and like those types of things. Um, I'd say that that's hard, but I think that that's just something that you got to learn over time, especially with the Celtics, right? Like the Celtics have so many people who've been there 10, 15, 20 years. They're very much ingrained in what they do, who they know, how they, like, you know, they've been through stuff together because they've been doing it for yep. 10, 12, 15 years. Being the new guy in that situation is probably a little bit more challenging than going to a minor league office where staff flips every couple of years. That makes sense? Because, like, you don't have, you might have a handful of people that were idiots like me and stayed for 15 years. Um but that doesn't mean I was with the same place for 15 years. You see what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. I mean, well, I was going to ask you too, is like, has it been different not being essentially, you almost had like autonomy, like the, the guy, like the decision maker. Yeah. That's something that I got over a long time ago. Right. Like, especially when I went to top golf is you kind of mentally say, um, all right, that's fine. I have a lot to learn kind of at the next step. And it's also like, uh, you feel relieved is like at some points is like there was a lot more stress in that than there was in just like doing the deals. Like if uh, you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of other things, yep. you can just kind of focus on one. And for me at this time in life, like I, I kind of craved that, if you will, and being quote unquote the guy um, wasn't as appealing as it was maybe 
I don't know, five years ago. And it's one of the hardest things I think people <clears throat> they to go from the autonomy you have at the minor league level, right? Like the checks and balances are few and far between when it comes to almost operational, where you can just like make a decision and go with it, right? Like, and then you go into like an organization such as the Boston Celtics, Red Sox. There's so many people who have to weigh in internally for things yep. to happen versus prior, right? So, right. But ha- probably it's probably almost better that you had that quick stop at Top Golf. To get a taste totally of that, agree. totally agree. Totally versus agree. going from like, oh, I'm going to walk in this office and I'm just so used to everyone comes to me for everything to now I am literally on an island, sole possession of myself and my well-being that I don't have to worry about the person literally next to me where you were worried about every single person in the organization. Oh, I, 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 uh, I totally agree. I think that the stop at Top Golf made a, a big difference, just in like kind of office dynamics and office. Well, you reset wanna... too. You reset the oh, whole everything. It was just like a. It was, a, it was great, and um, my boss Price there was a was a really good guy, and uh, you know I learned a lot from him in a short amount of time, and uh, you know he's the most loyal. He was a very loyal guy. Um, so anyway, there was like a lot of stuff that he just kind of you know personally I probably needed, but it's been great. It's been great. Now I feel like okay, now let's go right. Like, um, and I think too we move into sick, sick offices on in the middle of july like july 11th we move in and they are awesome so i think too like you know we've been you know went to the finals now we've got to move and like once we get into this office and like start you know it'll feel like almost a reset for everybody yep and um and then be able to get there then it's like oh yeah um you know then you kind of get into your own pace but i do think that no matter what, like I always, um, you know, I think I'll always crave some sort of, I don't know, some sort of, I don't want to call it uh, maybe a leadership role or something like that, whether it's helping, you know, interns or helping, uh, you know, people are just, you know, getting going into this. I mean, I mean, we're doing a podcast about this. We've been doing it for three years. We just talked about that, right? Like I have a natural passion to do that, right? Like I always think that will be there. Um, and I hope that once you kind of get comfortable and people get to know you, what you like, what you don't like, like that will naturally come. So that's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that's my, it's the biggest thing I try to imprint. And this is probably, let's talk to the audience. When you don't, you don't need the title to be the leader on the staff. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that took me a while though to get understand yeah and I, I think it's for young people too is like it doesn't even matter how senior you are or anything like you could be on the ticket sales inside sales team you can be the leader without having the manager title or the director title by just naturally coming and being that person who helps others like that's where i think people have a hard time deciphering a boss from a leader right like a leader is there that you or want to follow and look up to and respect and, and see their work ethic and all these different things, but also someone who doesn't feel like they're better than anybody just because they're in the room with them, regardless of the situation or stature. At. Like I told, going back to the new associates class, like we have some younger now up and coming people in our office that I'm like, look, they're all 22, 23 years old coming out of school. You, you've preached how much you want to be a leader and become a manager one day. Just go do it, right? Yeah, right. Like, just go 
take them out to lunch, give them advice, give like be that person that's there for them to lean on. Because we have now, we have three former associates who are on our sales team full time. Like they were in their shoes. You don't need to be the head of the department to be be a resource for these people. Like just go and be it. Like you don't just just take them out. Let them like I'll never forget this. Like an executive when I was starting out at the Devil Scott Struble. He was a chief financial officer and I was in ticket sales. He would make it a point to like just swing by our desks and cubes and just like shoot the shit with us about anything. And that resonated with me forever. Like I appreciated that. Like it didn't matter what your title was that you were willing to sit here for five minutes and just, just talk to me. Yeah. Goes a long way. Like, right. You remember when you were young and like the executive was around and like, they came and like, just stopped and talked to you. Like you got little like butterflies, right? Like, if someone that you're is successful in an organization and they're going to spend the time and willing to give back to you, you appreciate that. And that's how you become a leader without being given the title. Just start doing the job before they give it to you. That's how you get it. That's yeah, really you, the simple answer. I think that's true. And I think that is the more outgoing that you are, the, you know, the more visible that you are. I think visibility is good. And I'm glad that like people are starting to be back in offices because I think it helps that, right? Is like you can't be visible via Zoom if that makes sense. You have to be visible in uh, an office setting and just going out and like talking to people. Yeah, it's it's the human and factor. Truthfully, I've got to do a better job of that at the Celtics. I'm yeah. just like so like get a deal done. No, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's it's also look, I get that like two and a half months in yeah, it's ridiculous. If you did a deal in two and a half months, that would be literally record setting. But that's where like people people need leadership. And I, I'll say this: like, there's a lot of people in positions with the titles that are god awful leaders. That suck. They have the title and they might be the boss, but that doesn't mean they're good leaders, right? Like, there's a there's just a human element that goes into it that understanding what makes people tick and being able to like hear them listen to them and come up with a solution to whatever problem they might be having that's how you become a leader and that's when the reputation of yourself without you having to brag about who you are and what you do word just spreads you need to talk to so-and-so because they're going to set you straight and they're going to help you like go find time and have coffee with them get bounced ideas off of that person because that's who you go to when you need that help you would much rather have that reputation in the office than be like that person's like a douchebag, right? Like, oh, geez, oh man, yeah. Don't be. That goes back to the yeah. cardinal rule of uh, front office. Features. But but Don't so a lot of success breeds that in people. Well, oh, being a douche. Yeah, like oh yeah, well, like I don't, I'm I'm too big. Like screw you. Like we've all had success. We've all been hired. We're all working the same place. You could be gone tomorrow, and that person who was below you all of a sudden might become your boss. Like that's just yeah. that's the nature of like how it works. So like, just treat people nice. And help them because we're all at the same organization. See, that's the crazy part. We all work for the same freaking team. We're all trying to win by everyone being good at their job makes everyone else better at their job. Right. And I think as long as you have a, a place that you have a common goal, right? Like I think one of the things that, and I'm sure it's the same way at the Red Sox is, uh, you know, when I was interviewing the president of the team was like, we are here to win championships. Your job is to help bring in revenue, which allows us the tools to win more championships. And it's like simple as that. I understand what you're saying. And he goes, and for that, uh, if, when we win championships, you'll be on the duck boats, you get rings, and that's how we show 
you know that you know this is all in so like those types of things absolutely um absolutely resonate absolutely resonate. yeah and like um, it's funny there's when people like before we no, people people would say when we i mean i've i've when you get the rings we're like oh you didn't play i'm like yeah but i helped them put the players on the field for the ability to win those championships whether it's my doing what i do or the accumulations people or the, we're all in we're co-workers with the players they just right, happen to play the event right at the end of the day what we're trying to get out of this at least especially at you know the red sox level at the celtics level is you're trying to win championships right and you're but even if you go to the minor league level i mean they're there to win the team's not there to win so much, but they are there to develop, which then allows the Red Sox to win championships. You see what yeah, I'm saying? By putting people in the seats to help make it be a more a better atmosphere for these players to play under helps develop them better. Like right, I simple agree. as that. It's uh, I one thousand percent agree, and it is uh, so. You know, that's it's one common goal. That's why you're on. A, that's why you have pictures of a duck boat. That's, yeah, and that's where, like, those, speaking of imposter syndrome, like, pinch me moments, like, I used to be in Devil Dog mascot back in Albany, New York, <laughs> and I'm here I am on a duck boat parade, like, and that's where also, like, if you're just starting out and you just graduated college and you're getting these opportunities to be at your first game coming up this fall or summer, whatever it might be, take it all in, because it really, it really is pretty special, like, to be part of this, like, to be part of an NBA Finals it's so freaking like I watched more basketball these playoffs than I've ever watched. And, like I was like all I was like rooting for you to win. The, like I cared. Like I was like go Celtics, breaking down. Like I was all in, and oh, I like I, I was watching on the projector outside. Like at night having like watch party. Like I was all in, man. Like I wanted you to win that championship because like appreci- it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, right. There's one of them, right? There's 29, and it's just... And Steph Curry's just, by the way... Unbelievable. He's just stupid. He's just stupid. And the hardest part, I was talking to Rich Gotham, our president, about this, on the elevator going to work. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, I was at an event, and I was telling all the people uh, there that, yes, we are young. Yes, we have this team that we're very excited about to build around the core. He goes, but don't forget, we're like six good minutes away from putting the series away. Because we were up 2-1. Yep. And we were leading going into the fourth. Yeah, they blew that game. And they blew the And we, 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 we blew the game. Yes. And he goes, you can't forget that we were probably six to eight minutes of good basketball away from a duck boat parade. Because we'd be up 3-1. to one And... That's how hard it is to win. It's... But it's crazy. actually, and honestly, like... Who knows what the future brings? And obviously, the NBA is wild with transactions more than any other league. Good guy. Oh, I know it's been it's been theater today with this Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, he's been, by the way, who if if he did that, he's even more clinically insane than I thought. If he just walked away from thirty six million dollars to make six no, million dollars, uh, I think that he said he opted. Yeah, he opted in because I was like, they're so like, not getting traded. No, because no one will trade for him. Well, no one can afford to trade for him. But also, the Lakers were the only team that wanted him, and he would have to take a six million dollar exception to play or that for or they would have to or the nets and they would never agree to this they would have to then trade russell westbrook yeah why would you do and it's like why would you do that why would you do that but right. i do think this is true in most sports unless you're like an anomaly the celtics are young right you have to get there and lose before you know how to win right that's yeah, six minutes 
it's that six minutes is really tough to be able to put the the the, the foot on the throat. And Steph Curry, if you give him an inch, he'll shoot. Oh. It, he'll shoot it from half court, and you're Take dead. You blink, and you're dead. Like he's like, nope, he's got that killer, right? He's just got that killer instinct. Yeah, totally. He's crazy. So good. He's so good. Histori- he's historically, he's historically good. Like, yeah, he's the greatest shooter of all time. To win four NBA championships in this era is very impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. So anyway, uh, I, the Celtics will probably be around. I mean, you have the, one of the best young cores. But the thing about January, this team was dead in the water. They're the 12 seed. They were they're out of the playoffs. Fighting, fighting for a, uh, fighting for a play-in game, and then they turned into the best defensive team in the league. It was insane. Can I say something that's changed since I've been to the Celtics? Sure. I have way more young people reach out. When I say young people, I'm freaking young. I'm 40. Um, more people are just starting to grow, start their careers, reach out now than when I was at Top Golf. Not but surprising. I, but I have to. I I have a beef. With oh yeah, them. let's do the LinkedIn message. Can I get? Can I air my grievances? Is this Festivus? Festivus for the rest of it. It's been a while. We 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 probably have a lot of grievances we need to air, but we can go with this one. I am so pissed about something. Wow, you don't get pissed often. I do not. But this. It happened twice in like two days. And different different people? It. Different people. Springfield College. Oh. Both of them. So if you're from Springfield and you're listening to this, I am angry at you. Don't do this. I got two of them. Back to back days, Chris. This just fucking draws me crazy. Is they go. Uh, Hi, hi, Rob. Uh, Notice that you're with the, uh, the almost verbatim. The two emails were basically the same. Hi, Rob. Uh, Notice that uh, you are now with the Celtics. Here's my resume. Please let me know of any job openings with the Celtics. I'm like, what? I'm not HR. I'm not HR. I am not HR. I am not human resources. Do not. I'm not teamwork online. I am not workinsports.com. I am not Indeed. I am none of those. Don't ask me. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, let me, what are you talking about? What are you doing? That oh, it drives me crazy. I'm slamming my microphone. I don't know what to do because it pissed me off so bad. They're from Springfield. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Did that, I feel better a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone turned on their volume when those, those mics. Be- but the, what, that's the most generic, lazy. Think about it. With job openings. Well, we got a floor cleaner open. Like, what does that mean? What, <laughs> what are you, are you interested? talking what, I've never, about? What, do you, what job do you want? What, what, just tell me what the name of the job you'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me the movie you want to watch. Yeah, like the Seinfeld reference. But that was uh, twice in like 48 hours. 48 hours. Oh, you're my into the Celtics. Here's my resume. Come on, in. Like, Come oh, on in. Come on in. I got a guy. Take a pick. Which pick, which job would you like? What are we talking about? Why are you serious? Are you really? So they that? haven't listened to front office features. Oh. Oh my God. Springfield College kids, both of them. And so my response to them was. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was going to ask you that. Did you respond? I didn't respond like that. I kept my cool. Uh, I I did say verbatim to both of them. I am not human resources, but if you'd like to have a discussion. 
to provide advice on you know best way to uh, start your career, I am happy to talk with you. Uh, one of them responded and said yes. The other one has yet to respond. I mean, it's not shocking. It's not shocking, unfortunately. How is it not shocking? It's not shocking. I mean, because we've seen the bet. Like we've. Se- but my Springfield College people. Yeah, they're but, my people. Yeah, no. I, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it happens with me with UMass. I, I've told you some of the unreal phone calls I've had with people be like, yeah, I just, um, I, I like sports, and I don't know, I want to just try it out. And I thought Fenway seems like a p- cool place to work, so I, I just, this is why I'm applying, because it might be a cool place to hang out for the summer. A cool oh, place to hang out for the happened. summer. Can I tell you another thing that happened? Another thing. Oh, my goodness. This one was crazy. So, uh, we're, we haven't, we, uh, so, uh, I don't know. It was just across the street from me. We have very nice friends. They have a daughter that's in my daughter's uh, kindergarten class. Yep. They live literally across the street. Yep. Um, and they're fantastic. And they had like a little uh, family get-together after kindergarten graduation. And we live across the street. They said, come on over. And we got to know some of their family, right? Like they're, uh, they're great people. They're great people. So one of the cousins or the nephews or whatever that it was, it's like, oh, this is my cousin. Forget his name. Um, it's like, oh, where do you go to school? I think he said Merrimack. So I'm going to throw Merrimack under the bus. I hope that's right. <laughs> um, and I said, oh, yeah, uh, cool. Um, uh, what year are you? He's like, oh, I'm going to be a junior. All right. What are you studying? Sports management. Ah, oh, very good. What do you want to do in sports management? Well, you know, what are you trying to do? So, I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of cool to work in sports. Oh, Jesus. I said, okay. This is not going great. <laughs> um, You're like, I want you to get out of this conversation so, as quickly as possible. Here we go. He goes, yeah, um, I'd like to work for either the Celtics or the Giants. And I was like, okay, so we've narrowed down hundreds of things to two, but I understand this thing works. Maybe I can help you here. I work for the Celtics. And he goes, huh. And then left. (laughs) No follow-up. No follow-up. It was just like, all right, not that I'm bragging that I work for the Celtics, but you said you want to work for the Celtics. Maybe we should have a discussion about you wanting to work for the Celtics for someone who freaking works for the Celtics. Big ups, eh? Well, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) You've had some bad encounters recently. So I did tell him this. I did tell him this. I, I have. Usually my encounters are pretty good. Um, I did tell him this. I said, you know what? But I said, you're trying to get started. He's like, yeah. I said, I want you to listen to a podcast. And he goes, oh, yeah, what's it called? I said, front office features. He said, just listen to it. It's about helping people start their sports career. Um, I hope that you'll listen. I mean... And uh, there's certain people who need to listen. And, and then I went to go into the cooler and I got another beer and he never talked to me after that. Like you get it, That was like but his doesn't, like, golden if I was, ticket. I myself, it, it, if you were at a party at that age and you were trying to break into sports and you're with a sports executive that works for the team that you want to work for, you've hit the lottery. You named two of them. You named the New York Giants and the, <laughs> yeah, the Boston, and the Boston Celtics. Celtics. Like. What are you talking, like, I just was like, what are we doing? I major sports magic because it sounded like it would be cool. Okay. Yeah, and I, uh, 
I told I told Amy that, and she goes, "You're not going to talk about it on the podcast, are you?" I said, "Absolutely, I am." Of course, thank you for the content, sir. Move along. So, oh, speaking of kindergarten, um, Zach graduated Zach, kindergarten. Uh, Zach, congratulations, buddy. So I did. I did. This is this is me now at forty, trying to make more of a conscious effort to to take advantage of my surroundings when I can and like capture capture stuff, capture pictures and not feel like, you know, like you, you like the whole, like act like you've been there type thing. I'm kind of starting to lose that. Like whatever. It's been 19 years. I've been there. So two Zach graduated college on Tuesday. You graduated college at college. Five? Yeah. He's a, this Doogie, smart. Doogie Hauser. Is Doogie Hauser. Is he going to be a doctor? Doogie Hauser MD baby. Uh, no, Zach's gonna be a Zach's gonna be a cop because he's he's like a rule follower. He's like very. <laughs> I'm gonna try and work on that, but he's gonna be a, he's a rule follower. That's so good. that's better than the alternative. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, somewhere in the middle. Maybe I'm we more also in the middle. Have Emma, who's uh, different. She's not gonna be. He's gonna be. She's gonna be arrested by her brother. Um, <laughs> so we 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 were there, and before I get to that part, so I was with your. Your young, your your young friend from back in Pittsburgh, Jack Tipton. Oh, Jack Tipton, yeah. Who was in our suite with their their partners from the the Penguins and their naming rights partner PPG and their bold Penguin folks. Like they wanted to show them, like, hey, you're now part of Family Sports Group. This is pretty cool. Like, here you go. I think I sent you the picture with Jack. Yep. So Ortiz was in the suite. I saw. And I've gotten to know David pretty well because we use him a lot through like client hosting and so forth and. I was like, you know what? Like, this Zach will never appreciate this right now, but I want to capture. So I, I asked Ortiz to to record a video for Zach saying like, congratulations on graduating kindergarten. Like graduating kindergarten it was a freaking joke. But like, so here I'll play it. Here I'll play. I'll see if, yeah. I didn't. That's all. So Ortiz says. So I don't want to. Po- I'm not gonna post it because it's like. But I'll I'll play the audio. Like yeah, listen. Hey Zach, congratulations. On graduating from kindergarten, that's the first step. That's the first step. When you graduate from high school, you got environment, man. I want to be there. Okay? Love you, kid. Bye. (laughs) That's amazing. So So you have to invite him to a high school grade. Oh, yes. I mean, that's 14 years from now, 12, I don't know, 10 years from now. But I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm going to take advantage of some of this access I have. So, like, years later when I look back, I'm like, why didn't I do something with Ortiz? Like, I don't have a picture with David Ortiz. I've been with this guy, like, 25 times doing all this stuff. Like, you know what? Let me get something for Zach. So And or David Ortiz is the one to do that, too. He does it with, like, no problem. Yeah. Care. No problem. I mean, he's real. He's – he honestly – he's awesome with clients. Like, he – I've seen a lot of alumni not be – so great where they're like yeah. they're they're they don't he walks into a room takes over the room just like starts yelling screaming high-fiving facetiming with people like he just does it all like he's not that guy who's there just for the paycheck he actually like understands what he's doing and why he's there and tells great stories yada 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 so like he's great with that stuff and i was like you know what going back like let's capture moments that you Fantastic. just you can't get right like you, what if i get fired tomorrow the access right. that i've had unparalleled access to fenway park and david ortiz for the last 10 years and i didn't do anything with it like no from now on i'm going to take advantage of this stuff good for you good yeah. for you 
Yeah. I think... Uh, Turn to leave at 40. <laughs> it only took me to get to 40. <laughs> I got 25 more years. Unfortunately and unfortunately, yes, I do. That's true. But yeah, so Jack, going back to Jack, little Jackie Tipton, so Jack and I are now colleagues. Like, he and I are now working on Pittsburgh Penguin stuff together. And he, he brought up, he goes... It's so crazy that, like, you know Rob, and, like, this is to talk about the small world stuff when you first reached out to him on LinkedIn, be like, hey, is this the Jack Tipton? He's like, is this the Rob Crane? Like, (laughs) my mom uh, came down, she was watching the kids this weekend, and she was like, I found a picture of little Jackie Tipton, Uh, and uh, it's somewhere around here, somewhere. But, uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, it was like she was going through old boxes or find something a, like that. Find it for me. I need to send it to him and be like, Jack, I'm, I've got some collateral on you. All right, you. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, once we get uh, done with this thing, I'll find it. It's here somewhere. So, I'm looking, I'm looking all around. What, Jackie Tipton. the David Ortiz thing was cool, but what I really made you jealous with. Oh, jeez, was Rory. So, this, <laughs> this goes back to, like, just, again, being... Being nice, just so I, I'm, I'm. The U.S. Open was in Boston this last week. I'm more disappointed that I did not figure out a way to get there. So I gave away my access multiple times because father guilt set set upon me. So yeah, probably. Um, we had hospitality, but I had we had literally I felt like the longest homestand in the history of since I've worked there, and I was at ninety percent of the games with clients, prospects. Etc. You named it. I was literally at every game, and I usually like get to leave early, but I just couldn't for whatever reason. It was just one of those times where you were trapped in the suite. So we were sh- like the U.S. Open folks and the PGA folks were coming back and forth, and like we had the Tuesday night. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth were there. Keegan Bradley was there. He threw out the first pitch. Uh, Thursday night or Friday night, I can't remember which night. I was the one FSM person in our suite, and. Um, it might have been th- Friday night. Rory's crew from Ireland comes over, like all his buddies, like just fun, having a blast. Come over here at the U.S. Open, hang out with Rory. Later on, his agent comes. He and I are just like talking, hanging out, just trading war stories. Like I'm more curious, like how he lives his life coming from Ireland and his kids and his family. Like, he's literally on the road with Rory all the time. So he's like, oh, how's your golf game? And I'm like, you know, I've got two kids. Could be a lot better. But, you know, I, I'm a Larry Tanker champion. So it, there's <laughs> – <laughs> it, it can't be that bad. Uh, I've been I do taking it. lessons too. We're going to be good. We're going to be dangerous. I've year. got the gold jacket in my house. He's like, what's the gold uh, jacket? I, I'm I like, think I, I have to still have it somewhere around here. So I'm like, you know, like Larry Tanker championship. He's like, oh, he's like, U.S. Open? I'm like, you never heard of it? Uh, no big deal. <laughs> so we're like, we have a, we, like we're, just, we're just shooting the sh- He goes, well – He's like, what kind of driver do you have? I was like, honestly, I don't even want to tell you because it's, it's so old at this point. But I have, I have a King Cobra. Like, they don't even make them anymore. He's like, all right, uh, I'm going to have Rory send you a brand new driver. And I'm like, what? I'm like, huh? No, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, no. Like, ho- hopefully it'll get you out there and help your game. And I'm like, he's like, send me your address. And I'm like, okay. Like, one of those things, like, stuff like happens all the time. Never, ever comes to fruition. He emails me two days later. Driver was sent out, all set. It'll be there this week, and I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, this is unbelievable." So then I come home from uh, wherever the hell I was, and I got this stealth tailor-made driver. Unbelievable, seven hundred dollars so, driver. In my, I am so jealous. I'm like, thanks, Rory. Uh, so I have a, I, I, I'm playing golf Wednesday for a tournament 
Uh, so I got to go swing it for the first time ever and be like, okay, let's see how this Rory McIlroy driver works out it's for amazing. me. It's amazing. So yeah, amazing. pretty cool. Amazing. Like, so, like, so we do live pretty cool lives, you and I. We, we do. We, we, we do. do live we pretty do. cool lives. We do. We absolutely do. It's uh, man, I would have, uh, I would have talked that guy's ear off forever. I, I was, I was just fascinated by like some of the like this just rich trading war stories, and he had some really good stories, and then like just like the the live golf stuff. He and I were really diving into. Like mean, you and I could do a podcast on live golf alone. Well, that's the, a, one of the things that's popped up over the last since the last time we've done it. Oh my god! Like it's not it, popped up, but like people have gone now, right? Like they're uh, that live golf thing is. He was telling me about the Rory dynamic and how much money they offered him, like crazy, like crazy, and like why Rory is who he is and what he, the game means to him and all that stuff. So you and I literally could just do a podcast on live golf and the business of sports that could probably take up a series. But anyway, I digress. So it goes back to wrapping this all in a neat bow. We had a guest speaker. We have this FSM guest speaker series, and today was Paul Salem. Ah, yeah, you know Paul Salem. I do know Paul Salem. Part owner of him helped uh, get me the job at Top Golf of the of the Worcester Red Sox, and he's the chairman of the board of MGM. So he was our guest speaker. Obviously, MGM has a, a massive relationship partnership with Family Sports, and he, he came in and he asked a question to the room, and he's like, "Who here feels lucky?" And I think like ninety eight percent of us raised our hands because like, and then I like he asked the two people who like didn't and why and all this stuff, and he's just like. You're here. You are so lucky. Like, you don't even understand. Like, there could be so much worse than, like, everything that goes on. But the fact that you get to be part of this every single day, don't take it for granted. Like, it's you're so lucky. And, like, not that, like, you didn't deserve it or earn it. But, like, the fact that you are here is just unreal to say who you work for and be sitting in this room right now look overlooking Fenway Park. Like, it doesn't get better than that. So, like, for the young people who just did graduate and all this, like, Cherish those moments, capture that content, take pictures. Don't be afraid to be that guy or girl when it comes to like talking to somebody. You never know where it's going to land. Could be a new driver from Rory McIlroy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it could be a job if you're at a party when someone's at the Boston Celtics and you could get a job because literally the answers to the test are staring you in the face and you choose not to take them. Like, take a chance, man. Like, just go for it. There's nothing that's going to happen that's like just. I was thinking, I was telling. Aim. I was like, after that, I was like, all right, go put yourself a junior. I absolutely would have talked to me if I even gave those. One hundred percent. One hundred. I would have found you and I would have followed up with you and LinkedIn you and like stalked you and like found a way to be like your best friend. If I found you're a senior director at the Boston Celtics <laughs> across the street. I don't know. Anyway, it was crazy, but I think you're right. I think there's a. Uh, you know, appreciation, I think. Uh, but you got to get there first, right? And it's like, you know, go listen to other episodes of this podcast on, like, how the hell to actually do this. And yeah. let me tell you, it's not by emailing me or LinkedIn-ing me. LinkedIn-ing, <laughs> is LinkedIn-ing the verb now? Or L- sending me? Linked, link, LinkedIn me. I don't know. Um, connect, anyway. No, it's connect with me only. I don't know. Whatever. But don't ask me to uh, please let me know what jobs you have available. <laughs> oh man, that story makes my head hurt. Yeah, it made my. I yelled on this podcast. You before. slammed your microphone. The other yeah, thing that happened. Times. The other thing that happened. I think since we last talked is you watched 
TV episodes. Kirby. I and did. I did. I haven't watched them since, but I. Uh, <laughs> of course, you haven't. Curb <laughs> uh, your enthusiasm. They, you need- I, I laughed out loud. It's so. Like, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I was. Uh, <laughs> it was on the plane to San Francisco when we were going to Game One. So like, you know, they have, when you're on the plane, they have the little like yeah, video you, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you clearly weren't going to watch a movie. I was not, and. You know, I have podcasts or whatever, but I was flipping through this, and it was like, curb your enthusiasm. My sister was telling me about this. You've told me about this. And it's, all, it's like everyone says you'd love it because you really enjoyed Seinfeld. It's Larry David. And it's like you're. this is literally a no-brainer. You're just going to like like this. And I flipped on whatever season was just like in front of me. It wasn't like season one, episode one. It was like season five. Yep. I watch it, and I just start like laughing out loud like, with my headphones, the headphones plugged in, and people who I don't really know, like, what's the matter with that guy over there, <laughs> right? Like, just dying laughing at uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Because they don't know who I am. They don't know that I haven't watched a movie in 10 years. They don't know that, like, uh, I'm, a, you know, the crazed lunatic that I am, um, that you get to, you know, know very well. But, like, so they don't know why that's so funny. But, yeah, I was... Uh, or that it's very odd that you're actually watching a TV show while you're in the air. Right, that's yeah. exactly it. That's exactly it. I gotta go. Wa- I gotta go finish it. Uh, at least that. Finish season. it. There's like twelve seasons. I know. I gotta go. I gotta get. I gotta. I was dying. It's. You know, I, I was other thing that I've been interested. In, I've been. Uh, I've been in, uh, the Drive to Survive F1 show. So I've heard that's amazing. I'm on. Amy and I have made, We're in season two, and now I'm like, when is the next F1 race? Yeah. Are you hooked? I uh, the next F one race is like this weekend. So and the PGA is coming out with the same type of show, right? Right. But and half I the guys are in, half one. the guys are luxurious and live. I know. So it should be so great. It's gonna right? be insane. Like, you gotta be talking about it. Um, so now, like Amy and I flipped on something like they like flipped on a race that's already happened, the Canadian one, and like it already happened. I was like, oh, that guy's driving for them now. Oh, that guy's driving for them now. Like, what's going on? Like today, I'm like looking it up. It's like, what is going on? And then they just announced. ESPN paid $5 million a year for the rights to broadcast F1 in 1920 and 21 or 2021 and 22. It ends this year. Not $5 million. It's got to be more than $5 million. No, that's what it was. Oh. And now it's they, uh, front office sports, the email I got today, said it's anywhere between 75 and $90 million, and they're sticking with uh, ESPN and ABC a year. They did a $15 million deal over three years. Now I think it's going to be like near, uh, you know, two hundred and seventy-five million dollars over three years. That's crazy because it's exploded in the U.S. Great, and I can, it's very engaging. Uh, like they tell these great stories and like, you know, the not only the drivers but like the um, the team principals, which is like the owners of these things, and like. Then they have like who's going where and like. Well, the Red Bull, the Red Bull Oracle deal was five hundred million dollars. It's wild. It's just a different level of one percenters too. Like the the places they go and like the, where the races are. are Monaco. Like, oh you know, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, Miami, Vegas, Austin. Like it's. The Vegas one's going to be insane. Sick. It's going to go yeah. like down the strip. Yeah, it's going to be insane. And the Miami one, I but I hear too. People, I, there's a couple of folks who I talked to who went to the Miami one, and uh, my boss at the Celtics actually went to the Canadian one. He's a big F1 guy, and has been for a long time. And I, you know, I'm just getting into it. 
And he says the only thing that's hard is when you watch it in person. You like you only see like one curve so or fast. one straightaway. <laughs> yeah, so like you don't get the, you know, it's an interesting experience. The TV experience when Amy and I watched it was great. Not only did they show like you know all the all around the track, but like they have cameras in the car, right? So you see that guy's head bobbing around, and uh, you know they have like how fast they're going. Uh, you know what gear they're in. They're shifting and like all this kind of it, like a little like. I just always remember like Schumacher. Michael Schumacher was always like. I think on his sp- kids. I think his kids now in it. Oh great! It was always it was always on Sports Center. Like Michael Schumacher wins again. Like that, wasn't that Indy racing? Was that Indy or not F one? Maybe it was I Indy. I think it was Indy that at that time. But I think there's a Schumacher. I was looking it up today. There's a Schumacher who races for Haas Racing. Yeah, Haas is the big one, right? They're one of the big ones. No, they stink. They're like number. They're in like uh, right now. They're in uh, ninth. Were they? Uh, there's no- only ten teams in F1. Oh, that's so it. Haas right now is in nine. There's ten teams. Each team has two drivers. Got it. So there's twenty drivers. There's twenty drivers. So I think the that's last an exclusive. Time I looked, that's an exclusive freaking club. Right. 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 So anyway, I find I've I have as you can tell, I have gotten into this a little bit. Thank you for the Netflix show, man. That's what they said is like exploded the the popularity of F one. Uh, totally, I can see why. It's a uh, it's a uh, I really I really like it. the I other like show. Uh, go ahead. I see the show. Uh, what? No, I was gonna say the other show that you need to watch, and everybody that's an aspiring sports business or in sports business is winning time. Yeah, the HBO one about the Lakers. It's and and the Celtics. It's it's essentially Lakers Celtics. It's watching Jerry Buss do what he does to like essentially save the NBA and make the NBA what it is today is is a fascinating like some of the stuff I never knew about. Like I'd say you you would throw like Red Auerbach's in it, Larry Bird's character. Like it's 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 Lakers Celtics. It's a little bit of gratuitous with the extracurricular activities that happen in the show, but it's a really cool basketball NBA story. Like seeing Pat Riley and how like Paul Westfall became Paul Westfall and Pat. Riley, it's it's. It's almost like a documentary that's clearly Hollywoodized or whatever, but yeah, right. it's very entertaining, and I found it very informative. Ah, all right, that's on the list too. So I've heard it too many times, especially in the office. Right, it's like, oh, you gotta watch Winning Time. You gotta watch Winning Time. You and you're like, I don't watch anything, so don't tell me to watch it. <laughs> I haven't got that far yet. We haven't gotten that close yet with the other coworkers. You don't want to scare. You don't want to scare. You don't want to scare your people away that make them they, think you're a serial killer. They don't, I don't think they really know the who Rob Crane is yet. Do they know about this? Yes, that was my fun fact when I got uh, hired. So, like, there's an email that goes out when somebody new gets hired. And uh, I said uh, that uh, I actually did two of them. With uh, We've had two Celtics employees on. You interviewed David Cohen. And, David Cohen, yeah. Uh, uh, so I've got to know Dave. Dave sat in front of me in the airplane. And uh, I wasn't there for that one. Uh, and then I did Kara Walker in literally the worst uh, <laughs> interview of all time because all the... Technology kept breaking. This is true. And but I was so new into this thing where I didn't know like how to do anything. Three years later, here we are. Still, still kicking. kicking. We're still kicking. We're still kicking. Um, but it's getting late. Yeah, it's 10, And uh, I'm getting old. Yeah. And um, I think we need to wrap up. All right, buddy. Hey, uh, good, good for us for doing one again. We said, ah, oh, we won't be three weeks or four weeks again. And then, you know, uh, life gets in the way. So... Um, oh, you know, I, I'll wrap this up before we, 
I'm going to Wrigley Field this weekend for Cubs Red Sox. Oh, good for you. Never been to Wrigley. Uh, I have been. Um, have I ever told you my Barry Bond story? I don't think so. Maybe you so, save it for next week after I get back. We're horrible at teases, so I'm just going to tell you now. Okay. Because um, it's not that long. When I was living in Pittsburgh, so I lived in Pittsburgh till I was sixth grade. I don't know, this is fourth or fifth grade. We were um, going to get Pirates autographs at the end of the game, and we knew that Andy Van Slyke parked his car in center field. And uh, so we were kind of walking, and before that, uh, we were going out, and I asked Barry Bonds for his autograph, okay? I asked Barry Bonds for his autograph. And I asked him, and I asked him to sign. I had a Bobby Bonilla folder, Mm -hmm. and I asked him to sign this folder that had a bunch of people's on it. It just happened to be. It's one of those folders that you remember looked like a baseball card. Yes, I do remember those. So it was one of those, but it was Bobby Bonilla. So I asked him. Uh, to sign the folder, and he told me, no, I'm not signing your autograph. And he was very kind of mean about it. So we were then going out to walk to Andy Van Slyke's uh, Porsche, which is out there. Barry Bonds drove in a blue soft top Jeep, drove by, banged on like the little soft, you kind of know the like the thunk, 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 and you knock on a uh, soft top Jeep. Did that, turned around, flipped me the bird. Me what? and my mom and uh, a couple other friends that I was standing there with flipped me the bird uh, on uh, for asking for his autograph. Lost his mind. Lost his mind. So, yeah, so Barry Bonds. So going back to Wrigley, when I was living in Battle Creek, uh, I was visiting some friends in Chicago. Amy and I went to a game. I had a shirt that said, like, Balco Barry on it with him, like, all roided up. Yep, yep. And uh, I wore it out into the outfield to, to boo him. And uh, though, uh, and uh, I was asked by the usher to take my shirt off and flip it inside out <laughs> <laughs> to do it. So, yes, I have been to Wrigley. I have been asked for an usher to, you know, behave myself. And I drank Old Style or whatever it is in the, uh, in the bleachers. I'm looking forward to seeing Wrigley Field. Another, another check off the list. I'll take some pictures, post them on front. Again, I'm going to capture the content. Capture the content. Post the content. But anyway, that's my very Bond story. Well, I'm glad we stayed for that story because now I know to stay away from... It was probably all the roid rage he was having. I, it, was, it was a tough time in Pittsburgh <laughs> in, in the uh, late 80s, I guess. <laughs> all, right, all right. We made it. We made it. All right. That was good. I'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have fun in Chicago. Later. See you.